0: This is the Pain Changer Podcast with a bonus episode I wanted to release this week. This year I got sick twice, both times around vacation. Yet I hadn't been sick the previous five plus years. This definitely caught my attention. While I didn't really like being sick either time, it taught me a lot. It gave me necessary lessons that served me and it's made me stronger. I also got stuck with COVID. And boy, was that a challenge. Stay tuned to hear how and why I got stuck, and what I learned. Welcome to the Pain Changer Podcast, where you will learn insider tips and tricks to help you improve your pain levels without the nearly daily trip to the doctor or heavy pain medications. When you change your mind, you will change your experience with pain. Every week, the Pain Changer Podcast will teach you new ways to tune into your body in order to change your mind. If you had to scrape yourself off the bed like you're an undercooked pancake on an ungreased pan this morning, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Katie Wrigley. Before I dive into this, I do want to acknowledge that I haven't been living under a rock, despite my aversion to regular news outlets. I am fully aware of the chaos and fear this virus has created, as well as the path of destruction and the big death toll in its wake. Does focusing on that do anything to help you though? I really don't think so. I personally went through just a tiny fraction of the hell I know others have endured and I am extremely grateful for that because my experience was challenging due to the amount of time I stayed sick. It's also created a lot more compassion than I had already for anyone suffering with long COVID. If that is you, I am so sorry. I really hope you feel better soon. And all that being said... A lot of the extra media attention around this virus has made this so much worse for all of us. Let's dive in. At this point, I can't count the times that people have told me, oh, yeah, as soon as you slow down, your body will catch up and you'll get sick. Uh, I can understand why they think that, even if I don't agree. I imagine there is an element of truth within that mindset And I must admit that I really don't like it or adopt it because it tends to lead you to believe that if you rest, you'll get sick as hell. Slowing down wasn't what got me sick either time. On both occasions, and especially with COVID, there were other factors that went into me getting sick, namely many, many days of low sleep and lack of rest. I'll be straight with you. COVID kicked my fucking ass. No joke. It totally caught me off guard. I had been on several flights and trips since the start of the pandemic, both with and without a mask, but mostly with a mask. I had been exposed at least three times that I was aware of, and I didn't get it any of those times. It was to the point that I started to think that I may actually have natural immunity by some grace of God. And it wasn't even a factor I thought of in my conscious mind anymore. Every time I was cautious, on every trip, Every time I was super cautious and every time I tested myself before I went around my parents again and every time I was negative and I stayed healthy. My biggest concern with COVID has been giving it to my parents because they are in one of the groups that has a high fatality rate. That still scares me. I'll be honest. But then, then I went to Alaska previous to this trip. I had been really clear on how I wanted to handle it when I got COVID. Sometime in 2021, I started to accept the fact that it's a matter of time until everyone gets it, my parents included. So part of me thought I was immune and part of me wasn't really thinking about it at all anymore. I'm not going to go into what I wanted to do because I don't want this episode to become a debate about how to treat COVID. I just encourage you to find your intuition for what you feel is the best for you. We'd enjoyed several days in Alaska before I got sick. We were having the time of our lives between the animals, the scenery, my absolutely hilarious partner and the awesome people he was chatting with. It couldn't get any better. The abundance of sunlight made sleep incredibly difficult for me, but that was okay. Later on, I would learn my iron was sky high again, and that leads to insomnia when it gets up where mine was. I'm sure jet lag didn't help either, but at any rate, I was starting to feel really tired on the trip, and I chalked it up to the lack of sleep. Again, not thinking twice about it. We're out salmon fishing on a boat, and way too late to be able to reverse my decision, I realized that I may actually be sick. I was so tired that I couldn't stand up for very long without wanting to sit. Then as I tried to hold my fishing rod, I noticed that my arm and shoulder were fatiguing quickly. Hmm. I didn't remember that the last few times I fished. How weird. I still figured that I was really just stinking tired. I gave up on fishing and decided to take a quick cat nap inside the boat. That's when the body aches kicked in and I thought, oh shit, this is more than fatigue. I did my best to separate myself from everyone until we got back and I was thankful for the airflow within the boat to hopefully keep everybody else safe. By the time we got back to shore, my whole body was aching to the point I wanted to cry. It felt like all my pain had come back again, plus more. I was exhausted and not thinking clearly. I'm not even sure how we got back to the hotel. It was all a blur. I think I walked, but I may have needed help. I felt so weak. My partner went and grabbed us some COVID tests, thermometers, and other tools to help me feel better while I slept in some delusional feverish cloud having no idea of the passage of time my fever came back at 102 and the last time I recall having a fever was with internal bleeding in 2015 when I started to go septic so I knew I was sick then the test came back positive and fear spiked its ugly ass head I hadn't brought with me what I had planned to take when I got COVID so it really spiked my fear even more I felt totally unprepared In all my planning for COVID, not once did I think it would hit when I wasn't home. Silly me, for reals. I know I can't control that at all. But again, getting COVID wasn't even on my radar of possible. We had purchased trip insurance, though, including medical, just in case. So we called the nurse assigned to us, who suggested I go to the hospital since I do have mild asthma. Despite knowing that fear is huge in allopathic medicine and that nurse's job is to advise you to take the safest path, even if it may be overkill, I took her advice and went to the hospital. This wound up making my partner really scared too because they wouldn't let him come in with me and I was there for hours. In reality, despite the really high level of pain and fatigue, I don't think I had a severe case. My lungs were never really affected, my chest just felt tight during the worst of it, but I could still breathe just fine. I'm sure the level of fear I was holding was making everything feel a lot worse. In fact, I know that. The fear is a big piece of this experience because it led me to make choices that were not in my best interest on top of coupling and doubling the physical sensations in my body. I opted to take the Paxlovid without doing my due diligence into side effects or potential risks. The doctor did her best to tell me, but I was so out of it that her words didn't compute. All I could think was, I need to get well fast so I can go home. This may be a really great solution for you though, and I am super grateful that that drug exists for anyone that's in a true danger of a fatal complication, such as my parents. I am so grateful that that is out there. And taking it also turned out to be a bad idea for me personally. Before we get into the downside of Paxlovid, it did help me feel better really quickly. By the next day, I was just tired and emotional, bawling my eyes out to Dr. Jeff, Rocky Mountain Vet on the Discovery Channel. It's actually a really awesome show, especially if you love animals. When your body isn't trying to emotionally purge on you on any given day. We were able to get home just one day later than we had planned when I was safe to do so grateful to have the trip insurance to recoup our money on activities. We were not able to do since I got sick and we were able to get home before my partner started to feel sick and wound up testing positive too. I started to feel a lot better, although I was still exhausted and I even tested negative again and I got all excited to be past it in less than a week. Then about 36 hours later, I realized that I was starting to feel like shit again. What the hell? i had had a lot of fun grabbing souvenirs and gifts for my loved one, especially my parents, and I couldn't wait to give them to them. So we had made a plan for me to come over. But I figured I would test again to make sure. And this time, it was positive again. Now I was scared, pissed off, and totally confused. I was supposed to be getting better. But thankfully, I listened to my gut despite my confusion and opted to stay away from my parents until I was confident I was safe again. Then a friend mentioned something called rebound COVID. Since I had opted to stop following COVID news in 2020, I hadn't heard about this particular gem just yet. Rebound COVID, in case this is new for you too, is what can happen if the Paxlovid isn't effective for you. I think other things can create rebound COVID too, but again... Once I found the answer I needed, I stopped researching since COVID data is riddled with fear and I was struggling enough already. At any rate, if the medication doesn't kill enough of the viral load, COVID comes back. Awesome. Right? Yeah. My partner did not get rebound COVID. He thankfully remained healthy after his short bout with it. Unlike me, he actually stuck to the plan we had for when we got sick. And I have since asked him to remind me of plans like that in the future, knowing that I make much better decisions for myself when I'm not scared. While there was no way for me to know what would have happened if I had stuck to the parts of the plan that I could stick to, my sense is that it would have been vastly easier on me. Alas, fear won that round. I tested almost daily. And finally, I had to stop because it was really wreaking havoc on my mental state. Each day I'd be so hopeful. That despite the fact I still felt like crap, maybe I was negative again. And then the crushing disappointment when I wasn't. I started to do some more research. For whatever reason, the condition I have called hemochromatosis, where I don't metabolize iron, popped into my head. That was strange. It's such an uncommon condition, and I barely even think about it. I looked ahead of my calendar and saw that I actually had labs scheduled for the next week to check on my iron levels. Thinking I was negative and one of those that kept testing positive, even though I was no longer sick, I went ahead and did the lab work. By the way, hematology and oncology are often combined. So this means my lab work was at a cancer center with patients who are bravely fighting cancer. Yeah. This led to both feeling like a giant asshole. When I learned later that day, I was in fact still contagious Then also to relief when the lab told me that they were not concerned about me exposing anyone. The fever was long gone and everyone was masked, so I let that go. I was also grateful my intuition had picked up on some complexity between COVID and hemochromatosis because they do not play well together, and those who have the genetic marker like I do could have a harder time with the virus due to how both affect your blood. So at this point, my mental state had taken the hit that I could have gotten others sick, when my purpose in life is to help people heal. I suspect that anyone would feel guilty at the idea of feeling responsible for someone else's suffering. But as someone who is actively working to release suffering, holy shit, that one really bothered me. Not only that, fear had altered my decisions. I was starting to really miss my parents and my partner. We had decided it was best for me to quarantine from him again so I didn't reinfect him. Since now it is possible, to do that with COVID due to all the variants out there now. Again, awesome. Plus, I was still really friggin' exhausted and sleeping a lot more than normal. In short, I was a mess in the mental department. Not to mention my iron levels were through the roof and I had to delay giving blood for another week to be safe for others. My phlebotomies are given in the chemo room and that is not the place to be with active COVID. I allowed myself to be where I was and feel messy and angry. I didn't try to push my way through it, make fun of myself for feeling as I felt, or rush my way out of it. I met myself with compassion and grace. Those days sucked straight up. I was cranky and moody, and I let myself feel every bit of how much it sucked. At the same time, I was also still grateful for the work I had done for myself, so I didn't feel worse, and I did find something to be grateful for every day. Even if it was just, I didn't give anyone COVID today. I was trying to run my class with COVID brain, and yes, I had serious brain fog. I could temporarily clear it with my Cogniball, ball, but it came back again within hours since I still had an active viral load. The isolation was getting to me after almost three weeks, especially as I watched my partner go back to life again as usual, almost two full weeks before I could. I didn't resent him, but I really regretted my decision to take Paxlovid by then. Regret gave me nothing. So I shifted my thoughts to what it taught me. And it taught me a lot as it turned out. Number one, fear compounded my experience. The fear that was programmed into us around this virus for the last several years has done nothing to help you or I, nothing. There is a difference between awareness and scaring people. And we crossed that line somewhere very early in 2020. I actually did a cognitive movement session around the fear, because it went up again, that I was going to get COVID because I had another trip I was taking just a few weeks after that. And PS, I've already taken that trip and I remained healthy again. Number two, create a plan. It is the best to stick to any given plans, especially around illness, versus acting from a state of fear. And now I will expand my plan so I will be prepared no matter where I am if I wind up with COVID again. Number three, gifts from COVID. Yep, I said gifts. COVID gifted me a deeper look into my physical body and immune system. Part of why I reached out to Magic Barclay to do her root cause analysis was curiosity. I wanted to go through the experience to be able to speak to it, to refer others to her. I do highly recommend her, by the way. The other reason was that I was baffled that I had gotten sick again so soon after the last time. Magic gave me my answers, and now I'm healing the root cause of that. Part of how I got stuck was my immune system itself is actually stuck. And the other part had to do with the iron. But I had answers. That was a gift. Number four, gratitude helped me tremendously. Gratitude is hardwired into my brain now. Every day, part of my gratitude was listening to my gut and keeping my parents safe. As bad as I felt with everything else that had happened, if I had also given it to my parents, my stress would have been exceptionally higher than it was worrying about how they were doing instead of being able to focus on healing myself. Fuck yeah, gratitude. Number five, acceptance. If COVID is inevitable for everyone, meeting others with grace and compassion rather than anger and blame and being able to lower our fear, that is going to be an easier path out of this for all of us. Number six, cover your ass. Trip insurance is actually a really good idea for reals. We would have lost hundreds of dollars each without that coverage that seemed so unnecessary at first. And those hundreds, that is even after the extra cost of the insurance. We are coming out ahead on that trip because of that decision to get the insurance. COVID finally left my body when I gave blood. My understanding from various practitioners I spoke with is that the amount of iron I had flowing in my blood, which was 93% saturated, kept the virus trapped in there. A normal and healthy amount of iron saturation in the bloodstream, just so you know, is 55% or less. It was the strangest phlebotomy I've ever had, and I have had a lot of them the past 10 years since I was diagnosed. Normally, when iron levels get that high, I experience immediate relief and a burst of energy as I leave the facility. That time, though, I felt incredibly sick again and had to lay back down when I got home. Within a few hours, though, I started to feel normal again for the first time, and the next day... I was negative and safe to be around again. That was awesome. I was so happy to see the negative test again. I think I actually did a happy dance around my house. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you and hear about your own experience with COVID and what it gave you. I know it's wreaked havoc and has killed a lot of people who were very loved in this world. And if you are someone who has lost someone to COVID, I am so Sorry. It is very clear that this has been a very destructive virus, but again, focusing on the grief and the loss doesn't feel very helpful to you. I've also been surprised at the positivity of others I know who have experienced this and what they got out of it, which is what motivated me to do this episode. My hope is maybe you can see some gifts within your own life that COVID has given you, whether you've been directly or indirectly affected the last couple of years that we have been dealing with this. I'll be back again in a few more days to talk to Lauren Fonville about EFT, and I hope you're going to join me there. Take care.